I went on a Wednesday night, didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I was welcomed with open arms, even though I walked and still walk when I run. People were so incredibly friendly and helpful and welcoming. And it just kind of took off from there. Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running-related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now your host and a longtime feel-good runner himself, Jim Lynch. Well, hello, runners, and welcome to episode number seven. My name is Jim Lynch, the host, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. And if you're brand new, thank you for checking us out. And if you are a regular listener, I am deeply grateful. As I always say, there are a lot of really good running podcasts out there, and you chose to listen to mine, and I am honored. We got a great show for you today. I know I always say that, but we really do. Linda Jerome is a woman who sent me an email back in April of 2017. I will share that email with you a little bit later in the show. When I received that email, I understood that Linda was not a runner. Now, there are some people that when they get involved with running, start to make progress and accomplish little steps at a time. It inspires everybody around them. And Linda is definitely one of these people that has inspired many of us out here on Maui with what she has accomplished. Now, in the early stages of me wanting to get into a podcast and did not know what I was doing, but had all this equipment, I knew that I wanted to have Linda as one of my first guests because I really, truly believe that her story will resonate with many, many of you out there. So this conversation is from last year and a lot of it still applies, but she's accomplished so much more since then. And I'll share that with you after you listen to the conversation. Linda is just genuine and I I love her and everybody out here just loves her to death. And she, to this day, will say that by joining and getting involved with the Maui running community, it has absolutely changed her life. And she reminds us of that all the time. So I'm really looking forward for you to hear the conversation with Linda. All right. So how are you doing? How is your running going? Are you feeling good? Are you getting through the winter blahs? Have you possibly ran a race this year, whether it's a marathon or something smaller? Well, no matter what, you're awesome. And you know what? I know you know how I feel about the treadmill, but if you really needed to get on that because of all the bad weather that's on the mainland this year, then more power to you. I'm happy for you. You've got to get in your training. It's extremely important that you get your training in. So I'm really glad that, uh, you know, they have dread mills available for you. Now, if you are a brand new runner who got into running at the beginning of the year, it was one of your New Year's resolution. And if you stuck with it, by now you should be seeing some results. You are way past your threshold of newness and you should be gaining some confidence in yourself each and every day with each and every run. I'm very proud of you and hope you will stick with it and continue to see results. And if you do, and you are feeling really good about what you've accomplished so far, send me a note. I'd really like to know how you're progressing. 
I'm just so proud of any new runner out there for getting involved in it. It's a whole new world for you. Now, if you're fortunate enough to run in this year's Boston Marathon, you are probably just starting to peak in your training. And, you know, like I mentioned before, some of you already ran a race in January. There were two big ones. There was a Disney Marathon and Houston Marathon. And now we're getting into February and later on this month and March is when the marathon season really starts kicking off. And when I was doing marathons all the time, what I would do, there's a resource out there and you probably know it, but if you don't, it's marathonguide.com. And you can go in there and you can find just about any marathon that is out there and information on it and reviews on those marathons. And another very interesting point is that if you have run a marathon in the last 19 years, well, they have an extensive database and all you do is go to marathon results and click on the year and type in your first and last name and it'll bring up uh, all the marathons that you did for that year. Or say you ran a marathon years ago and you just don't remember which race you ran or what your time was, well, you would just go in year by year, just click on the year and type in your name and see if it comes up. And chances are you'll track it down. This is a wonderful resource at marathonguide.com. I don't know how long they're going to keep the database going, but it's been 19 years already. And they are not a sponsor of Feel Good Running, but I am so glad to share any type of resources I can with you to make your running and tracking of it much better. So as I progress through this podcast journey that I'm on and more of you folks are listening, I want to just let you know that learning how to do one of these things was quite a learning curve. And I, I feel like I'm finally getting ahead of things and knowing how to record quality audio and how to edit and upload each episode to whatever platforms such as Apple Podcast or Stitcher. So I'm getting ahead of that curve and it's been quite a challenge And now I understand it. I mean, enough to get by. So I'm patting myself on the back and I'm going to give myself an A+. Even though you may not give me an A+, I'm giving myself an A+. Now on the other end is this darn social media, which is driving me nuts. And apparently in order to reach the widest audience, you need social media for your show to grow. There was a day when I was on top of any technology that came out. I am completely lost on social media. Now, social media rules our lives. And for this show to grow, I got to know this stuff. So I was talking to some of my millennial friends that I know, and apparently Instagram is what I should be using. So I have an Instagram account. I have a personal one, and then I have one for feel good running. And I'm starting to post, and I have no idea how it works. None whatsoever. I thought it was so simple. You just post a picture, people would then like it, start following you, and it would spread like wildfire and you'd soon have 10,000 followers. Not that simple. But now there's just so much more to it. You got to... They got this thing called My Story and then there's videos attached and then people are are putting on, uh, you know, doing funky things with their pictures and people are throwing out a picture and they're getting 7 million people to like them. And I get like three. All right. Three people like my photo. So I am in a rut, man. I am really in a rut with this social media stuff. And so I'm coming to you, my listeners, to help me out. 
I mean, I really need your help. How can I learn this Instagram thing? Can you send me an email at jim at feelgoodrunning.com and give me some tips, suggestions, or or just plain help? I need, I'm begging you. I'm, I'm actually recording this, talking to you right now on my knees, begging you to help me out in this area because I know I need to have this so the show will grow. And so before I go crazy, I need your help. And and I got an iPhone 6, which I've had forever, like 3,000 years. And and I don't even know if that's still in an applicable phone or if I'm missing the boat. So, you know, Jim at feelgoodrunning.com, please send me something, okay? I need to figure that out. I'll be forever indebted to you. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Let's get a little bit serious here now. Last episode, I talked about female running safety. And if you listen to that episode, you absolutely know I'm very passionate about this subject and was very surprised and amazed at the response that I got. So much so that here on Maui, it created an awareness that has resulted in some very positive action. A local runner here on Maui suggested that we set up a woman's self-defense class for runners and non-runners and that if we could find someone here on the island that is certified and specializes in teaching self-defense for women. And through some actual connections, it resulted in finding an actual instructor Her name is Tasha Church, and I've had a chance to talk to Tasha. And in addition to her doing the classes, she is going to be a guest on Feel Good Running Podcast, and that's going to be episode number nine that will be released on March 15th. So you don't want to miss that. And in addition to that, Powerhouse Gym, the number one fitness center here in Kihei on Maui, will not only donate the space for this individual class, but will expand upon it by developing their own separate in-depth multi-week session on women's self-defense. How about that? Isn't that amazing? So I'm the vice president of Valley Isle Roadrunners, which is the local running club here on the island of Maui. And I'm working with them to become a sponsor of the single class session, which is for female running safety and self-defense, which I think will be very important out here on the island. But what's really blowing me away is all the attention that has been brought on in just a short amount of time, just from my podcast. And, and you know, it's such an important issue. Spring and summer is just around the corner, which means that there's going to be more women running outside, probably solo. So I'm going to throw a challenge out to you, the listeners, that you work with a local trained self-defense instructor and set up a class in your area on female running safety and self-defense. Take the lead. See what you can do in your area, because if this would result in saving one woman from being harmed, saving one woman's life, then this is all worth it. So so I, I throw that challenge out to you and I hope that you'll take it and run with it. And if you do, I really want to hear the results and I'll definitely share the result of the class with Tasha here on Maui. So together we can make a difference and make women's running safety a top priority. I personally think this should be a national effort and thank you for all of your support and enthusiasm for this. All right, moving on. I am really excited because the show is growing on the main page of feelgoodrunning.com. If you scroll down to the very bottom, there is an area there where you can share your story. And I've received some stories already from listeners and, and it just is amazing. And I'm so appreciative because they're very inspiring. And I'd like to read one of those for you right now. 
It's from Katie Broughton and she is in Seattle. And I feel bad for you in Seattle because you got a heck of a snowstorm up there. And by the time this episode is available, I hope everybody has already dug out. Katie's been out here a few times. Um, I've met her, but she is good friends with somebody that's in our running group. And I want to read this to you because I think it's, it's a pretty nice story. It goes, I have always been a runner since the time I could walk. I would run 5K and 10K races with my parents and my grandfather when I was a kid. I started playing soccer and basketball when I was five years old, and that helped keep up my endurance when I was not running in races. I ran long distance in junior high and high school track and was never one of the fastest runners, but I was steady and consistent. I met a lot of great friends on the track team and have maintained those friendships throughout the years. And one of those friends was Zora. And she became one of my best friends in high school. And Zora is out here and she's in our running group. In April of 2018, I visited my friend Zora in Maui and ran with VIRR. VIRR is Valley Isle Roadrunners, our running club out here. Running with my friend and with VIRR inspired me. And I started a daily routine of going for a run every single day. I returned home to Seattle and continued my daily runs. Two weeks later, I was lying in bed when suddenly I experienced intense pain up and down my neck and in my head. I thought it was a migraine and was going to try and fall back asleep, but my Labrador retriever kept whining and clawing at me. He was so upset, he could tell something was wrong with me. I was seeing black spots in my vision and couldn't drive, so I called an ambulance and went to the hospital, where they told me I had developed a massive blood clot in my brain that may have killed me had I gone to sleep. I was admitted to critical care and stayed in the hospital for almost a week. I remember that first morning when I woke up in the hospital and realized that I probably couldn't go running that day. I was sitting in my hospital bed in so much pain, exhausted from lack of sleep, and still wondering if the hospital had a treadmill anywhere. It was a ridiculous thought, but all I wanted to do was run. I didn't want my running streak to end. Well, I was released from the hospital and was able to return to work under the supervision of my doctors with two to three doctor appointments each week. A month later, I asked my doctor if I could try running again. They said yes but do not do anything extreme. So in June of 2018, I started running only to go for short, slow, little jogs. I run less than two miles every day, sometimes even less than a mile, always slow and always easy. I hope one day that the blood clot dissolves and I can increase the speed and pace. But for now, I am just happy to be alive and to be able to do what I love to do, no matter how small. Today was my 220th day in a row of running. I get a lot of support from my friends and family and even a few VIR members who support me on running apps like Strava and Smash Run. Even though I run at my own slow pace, it has been so wonderful to still feel like a part of a running community as we all are doing what we love no matter where we are located in the world. Well, Katie, first, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate that. And I am so happy that you're continuing to run. As of this, this was January 19th that you sent this to me. 
your 220th day. So I'm sure you're well above 220 days now. And I am so happy for you and that you are on the mend and feeling better all the time. And we hope to see you out here in Maui again soon to visit your friend Zora and to run with Valley Isle Roadrunners. And runners, if you have a story or you know somebody that does have a story, go to feelgoodrunning.com, scroll down to the bottom of the first page, the landing page, and there's a place there where you can share your story. I would love to hear it and possibly share it on another episode. And your stories absolutely inspire other runners, whether they are newer runners or longtime runners. They're motivating and very powerful. So please share your stories. And Katie, thank you. We're so glad you're with us and so glad you shared your story. All right. So let's move on with this episode's motivational and inspirational news. Searching anywhere and everywhere. Here is this episode's Feel Good Running News. Running is more than putting one foot in front of the other. It's the incredible overall effect it can have on your life. And there are people that happen to be runners that have overcome their own challenges or addictions and are giving back by helping others. In Boston, there is a running group called the Boston Bulldogs. Mike Perullo started the Bulldogs and operates it with his wife, Shelly. Mike is a social worker in Boston, and at the age of 15, Mike discovered drugs, which escalated to a heroin addiction at the age of 17. Over the following five years, he was in and out of detox and finally realized that he would die if he did not do something about his addiction. Mike entered rehab and slowly was able to gain control of his life and start to put it back together, and in that process, he discovered running. Well, we all know in Boston, running goes together like day and night, salt and pepper, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, and of course, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. As with all of us who stick with running long enough, you discover the highs. And with the feeling of the endorphins and belonging to a running community, Mike found a positive outlet that gave his life meaning and purpose again. Mike's life was on track because of running and he progressed by earning a master's degree in social work at Boston College. But because of his experience, he had a deep burning desire to give back and help others that were struggling with addiction. Most have no idea direction on how to pull out of addiction by themselves, so Mike had a vision for people to get sober through running. He developed a running program at a post-detox unit and had success, but once they would leave the halfway house, it was hard for them to find a disciplined running routine to continue running on their own. So in 2015, Mike started the Boston Bulldogs, who now has 175 active members and four chapters in New England. Just like an AA program, there are wellness sponsors in the Bulldogs who are basically a running buddy to help members stick to training and show up to the Bulldog group runs. He also developed and implemented the Full Circle, which is a progressive four-level reward program that is based on a goal of distance or time. Achievement of each level builds confidence in these individuals, which has been extremely successful. Mike said, it doesn't matter if you've never run before. He said, I just tell every person to show up. Hmm, that's a mantra I use. Just show up. Thank you, Mike, for giving of yourself to help others. That is what the running community is all about. And thanks to Allie Nolan, runner and writer for Runner's World, who I use the content for this story. 
Now, in the show notes, there's a link to an article and a video all about the Boston Bulldogs. Check it out. All I can say is you just don't mess with runners. Got it? The Annenberg Lunchtime Running Group from West Philadelphia was on one of their noon group runs this past week. They run three times per week, and this is interesting. One speaker will give a four-minute lecture while running, and then there is a 15-minute question and answer session again while running. I must say, this is definitely original and quite cool concept. That is, if you aren't the one giving the lecture, and at least in my case, I'm really a much better listener. Well, as they were running, a person came running by them at blazing fast pace, and the group was impressed. However, immediately after that guy passed them, a second man came running by, waving his hands and yelling, that man, that man stole my stuff. Well, the running group figured out what was going on and sprinted after the suspect. It took them only 30 seconds to catch up to the suspect, and they ended up in an active construction site. Man, they must have been hauling. Well, anyways, the construction worker yelled, you can't go in there. That is is an active construction site. Well, Kyle Cassidy, one of the founding members of the Annenberg Running Group, ran immediately up to the construction worker and asked him to call 911. At that point, they lost sight of the suspect. Now, female runners are smart. Actually, they're really smart. Two of the female runners of the group thought if they were being chased, they'd ditch the stolen items in the backyard of a nearby home. And so they knocked on a door of the nearby home. And when the owner answered, the suspect sprinted from the bush in the backyard and ran smack dab into the police officers. The suspect was taken into custody and charged with burglary, theft, and receiving stolen property. And the stolen property was a lap top and cell phone that we recovered in the backyard. Well, I just gotta say good on this running group for playing a part to crack a crime. And especially the two women who were very smart to figure it all out. I just love running groups. And if you're listening and not part of one, join one. Who knows? Maybe you can catch a thief too. Now, founding member Kyle Cassidy did make a quote. He said, running is typically a useless sport where you turn fat cells into heat. Well, of course, I highly disagree with that. Running is extremely useful and provides more health and life benefits than any other individual sport out there that I'm aware of. And now you can add crime solving to the list. Running is definitely the bomb. Come on, Kyle. What's wrong with you, man? And finally, and this one is going to really warm your heart. Runner Kemjira Klongsanen was seven miles into the Chombang Marathon in Ratchaburi, Western Thailand. And around mile seven, she saw several runners ahead of her dodging a little puppy that was apparently lost on the course. Kemjira peeled off to the side of the road and coaxed the scary, trembling puppy over to her. There were no buildings, no houses, no people with the exception of the runners, so she assumed the pup was lost or even abandoned. Man, it just breaks your heart thinking about it. She did not want to leave him there, so she picked him up and carried the little guy 19 miles crossing the finish line with him in her arms. The little puppy was quite exhausted by then and was curled up in her race number and finisher medal. Kim Jura then spent a little time to try to find the owner of the pup to claim the little guy. 
but nobody ever came forward. So Kamjira adopted him and named him Chombang after the name of the marathon. She said, it took some time to take little Chombang for checkups and proper vaccinations, but I'm glad to have saved the little guy. It may take some time to adapt to our home and our other two dogs, but he is a smart little boy and he's going to be very happy living with us as a new family member. Talk about tugging at your heart. Kamjira is not only a feel-good runner, her selflessness makes us all feel good inside. Thank you, Kamjira. Oh yeah, and if you want to see some cute photos of little Chombang and a short video of Kamjira carrying the little guy during the marathon, go to the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. I'm telling you, they're very cute. You just gotta love little puppies. And now it's time to welcome this episode's very special running guest. Well, runners, it's time for this episode's guest, and you are going to enjoy this, and you will be inspired. Now, I am an RRCA certified running coach, and RRCA is Roadrunners Club of America. But to be honest, coaching's not really my passion. I really enjoy organizing races and being co-race director of the Maui Marathon, but I especially enjoy putting on the Wednesday night group run here in Kihei and look forward to seeing everybody every week and we just have a great time. Well, I did some coaching for a little bit at our local fitness center, Powerhouse Gym, and If somebody would come in and ask the front desk if they knew anybody that was a running coach or could help them with running, they would give out my name. Now, back in April of 2017, I received an email from a woman and I would like to read it to you. It goes like this. I was given your contact info from Powerhouse Gym after asking for help on training, support groups, etc. I am a 60 gasp year old woman who has always enjoyed walking but would like to get more serious with the end goal of doing a 5k and I'm not sure how to get there safely. I've downloaded an app on my phone and enjoy seeing the progress. I'm able to walk with some slow jogging mixed in two to three miles three times weekly. Any advice, suggestions, info you can offer is greatly appreciated. I see your group meets weekly at the Maui pool. I'm thinking I should become a member and see where it leads. Thanks, Linda Jerome. So three days later, took me a couple days to get back to her, but three days later, I wrote back to her and I said, Aloha, Linda. Sorry it took me a few days to get back to you. Consistency is the key to running. If you are consistent and gradually increase your running and distance, you will achieve your goal of a 5K. Yes, our Wednesday run is free and is a 2.4 or 4.1 mile run. We have all levels of runners and sometimes even walkers. I will include you on our weekly email and it will give you all the information you will need. It will be nice to meet you and there are others there along with myself that can share tips to help you. Look forward to meeting you. Mahalo, Jim. Well, Linda never thought that I was going to respond to her email and was very surprised that I did. And she came the following Wednesday night to our run. And from that point on, it has absolutely changed her life. She is such a humble person and does not put the spotlight on her. But I will tell you this, every accomplishment that she achieves means so much to me. 
and many other runners here on Maui. And now you get a chance to hear how wonderful she is. So enjoy my conversation with Linda Jerome. Well, hello, Linda. How are you today? Hi, Jim. I'm great. Thanks. Good. Thank you for coming on the Feel Good Running Podcast. I, uh, I've i been seeking you out for quite some time to do this interview because I feel that your story is pretty phenomenal. Um, you seem to create a buzz around the running community here on what all you've done. And uh, though you don't think it, um, there's a lot of people that do think it. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing sometimes when you're somebody like yourself who has started to accomplish things and, uh, other people know this. So, um, I know you're pretty humble, but don't worry about it because you're, you're phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start off, uh, and, and by the way, for those that are listening to the podcast, this is exactly the direction that feel good running is going into. It's going into the direction of finding folks out there that really are inspirational. Um, and we're not looking at the elite runner. We're looking at the everyday runner, somebody who gets into it for whatever reason they get into and they start accomplishing things. And Linda is a prime example of the exact type of guests we're looking for out there. Um, so anyways, Linda, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Vermont, a seventh generation of Vermonter. Wow. All the way across yeah. the United States and across the Pacific Ocean to where we're at on Maui in the middle of the Pacific. Yep. What brought you out here? Um, my husband and I decided we wanted to just have a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, we both worked for the state of Vermont. We were both vested employees um, and just decided we wanted to live someplace warm. We were tired of the cold. Um, so we put up our condo for rent, packed up our Volvo and drove cross country and moved to Oahu. Originally, we had a, a job interview set up in the horse business, which is, I, I grew up with the horse business and we worked actually at Barbers Point um, Naval Air Station for a little while. We were civilians that lived on base and we took care of their riding stable out there. This was in Oahu? On Oahu, mm -hmm. right. And we lived on site and they had about 50 horses. And it was really interesting there because they stable their horses in the old airplane hangars. So that was an entirely new experience for me. Um, and we met a woman from Maui who brought horses from Maui to Barber's Point for horse shows. And we connected and I would take care of her horses. When they came, they would barge them across to Oahu. And she offered me a job. She, or actually, she offered me her business. And it kind of blew me away. She was moving to Texas. Wow. And she offered Dave and I her, her boarding and training stable here on Maui. So we moved to Maui from Oahu in 1993 and owned our own boarding training stable in wow. Kula. Wow. So you've been out here for quite a long time. I have since 93. 93. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you've seen a lot of changes out here. I have. I have. Um, we owned our business for three years 
um, I had turned professional. I, as a young person, as a child, I grew up with horses and my family, um, boarded and bred quarter horses. And I competed as a, as a child, then as an adult, I competed and then turned professional when I moved out here, had a stable trained, um, young riders, um, and did that for three years, moved back to the mainland with a client, moved to Michigan, and that didn't work out very well. I missed Hawaii. So I went to work for Costco with the intent of moving back to Maui. That would be a hard move moving from Maui <laughs> to Michigan. It was, it, it was, it was an experience, um, didn't work out and I missed Hawaii. We knew right away we'd made a mistake. So we were there for three years mm -hmm. and I waited a year for my transfer to go through from Costco mm -hmm. and transferred back. And so were you working for Costco in Michigan too? For one year. Oh, okay. I, originally when I went to Michigan, we went to stay training one of my clients. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of fell apart and, and I went to work for Costco with the intent of transferring back. And I did. And you did. And did. been here ever since. Yes. And uh, it's one of the busiest Costco's, I think, it in is. the whole company. It is. Absolutely. We often are number one. Mm -hmm. I think we have over 600, maybe 700 uh, warehouses uh, worldwide. And we're often number one. And Evelay on Oahu is usually number one. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, it's uh, going to Costco is an adventure out here. It is. There's no rhyme or reason to the traffic in the parking lot. And there's no rhyme or reason to the traffic in Costco. <laughs> Everybody's going their own different direction. There's no yeah. real flow. And it is always packed, especially when the planes arrive. Yes, it from is. The mainland. We, can, we can tell when the tourists come. Absolutely. My, uh, my time that I usually go to Costco is Sunday afternoon because it seems to be nice and slow on Sunday afternoon. Especially later. if there's football. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have that right now because we're a week away from the Super Bowl. Yes, we are. So next week, you're going to see a lot of uh, emptiness at Costco, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Go Patriots. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, I'm in New England. What can I say? I'm a Broncos fan. I'm from Denver. Moved here from Denver. Um, so what part of Vermont? Um, I was born in the Burlington area. Okay. I did that marathon. Really? I did the Burlington Marathon. Oh, my God. It's uh, always, I believe, on uh, Memorial Day weekend. I had no idea. Yeah. Great city. It I is. really... It's a college town. Really enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, um, downtown Burlington... The person who designed Boulder, you know, the main section of Boulder, Pearl Street, also designed downtown Burlington. So when you're in Burlington, you feel kind of like you're in Boulder because it's the same design. Did he design that many years ago? Designed, they, they closed down Church Street and turned it into a pedestrian mall. Right. That was that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. That was a good race. Especially the last part, I think, was a three miles on a bike trail coming into the finish. Yeah. Had a really, really nice time out there. The time at that time when I was doing it was with uh, my friend David, who we were doing the 50 states together. But her sister, his sister, I'm sorry, all he, she came uh, out with us, too. And uh, we just had a great time. I think his other sister came also, but didn't run, but 
Nita ran. And uh, we have pictures and all that. I just, I remember recently in the last couple of years, they had a heat wave during that race and they actually stopped the marathon. Yeah. And people were really upset. And I can understand that. Yeah. Now that I run a little bit. Well, you know, there's, there's all kinds, when you do a marathon, mother nature has a way of doing things and you got to adapt to it. But if it becomes too hot and it could result in um, injury or death to a runner, then they have to make a decision. They did that with New York. They canceled the race about five years ago because of the big uh, storm that came in in, in November. It was uh, a, a major, I think it was a, a hurricane or whatever. So they shut that down. And then Chicago Marathon one year, they had to cut it too at, uh, you know, because of the heat, October is usually when the Chicago Marathon is. Oh, that would be yeah. good weather. Yeah. So it, it usually is, but it was really hot that year. And uh, to the point where it, it was almost impossible for folks to run and they didn't have enough water and all that to be able to, you know, to keep the runners going. And then, of course, Boston, when the bomb went off, that they had to cut that too. But that's for other reasons. Interesting. The, the, one of the people that got injured in the Boston marathon was a Costco employee. Really? And he wrote a book. Really? And there's now a movie out. There's a movie out with Jake Gyllenhaal who plays the lead character, Jeff Bowman, I think his name is, and he lost either one or two legs. Right. And he worked for Costco and it played a a pretty major part in the book about how Costco um, stood by him and supported him. And uh, anyway, just. I remember him very well. And, uh, um, there was a lot of, a lot of stories about him afterwards. Pretty, pretty inspirational. I, again, yes. you know, something that is wrapped around running, you know, you never keep a runner down. Um, and I don't even know, I don't think he was a runner beforehand. He, he wasn't actually running. I think no, he, he was, was on there. the sideline. He was on the sideline. I think his, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or fiance. I think she might've been running and he was waiting for her I to don't come remember. in. Um, but I do remember talking to my, the former manager at Costco here, who is now the general manager of the Evil A store. Mm-hmm. He's met him. And the, um, apparently Jeff was invited to, I think the annual meeting at Costco and, and my manager got to meet him. That yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah, it's 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 inspirational. I'm sure that if he looked back on that, he would prefer to just have his former life. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's how we survive here on Earth. Um, so are you have you just got into running? I did. OK, I didn't know if you had a background before. No, not at all. I've never run. I've always been involved in the horse business. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I've always enjoyed walking, but it wasn't until last beginning of last year uh, that I started walking. My husband had, had had surgery and was laid up at home and I was staying home to take care of him. And I knew I needed to get out of the house for my own sanity. Mm -hmm. So I just started walking on the beach every day, made sure I went out and walked on the beach. And then I started walking on the sidewalks on the road. And then I thought to myself, maybe I can just run from this point to that fence post down there. And I could barely do it. And it was maybe 50 feet. And then I got kind of hooked and I wanted to start doing more and more, but I didn't want to get hurt. 
So I went to my gym, the local gym, and went in there and talked to someone and said, is there a trainer here who specializes in running? And they said, no, but there's this gentleman named Jim Lynch and he runs and he is involved with Valley Island Roadrunners and here's his email. I suppose that was me. Oh, I think it was you. All right. um, so I emailed you and took a couple of days for you to get back to me. And I thought, oh, this is nothing. Nothing's going to happen. And son of a gun, if you didn't email me back and tell me all about Valley Island Roadrunners. And I went on a Wednesday night, didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I was welcomed with open arms, even though I walked and still walk when I run. People were so incredibly friendly and helpful and welcoming. And it just kind of took off from there. A little secret, that's the running community. If you went anywhere in the United States to any running group, the majority of them will welcome you with open arms. I was surprised, mm -hmm. especially because I was overweight. I was 60 years old and I didn't have a clue. I was wearing sneakers that I weren't running shoes and they didn't care. And I just kept picking everyone's brain about everything and everyone was willing to answer all my questions. Isn't that amazing? We got some good people. Now you've created some friendships I through have. the Wednesday night group. I have. And I found out one, one of the people one night I was walking and there was another woman there I'd never met. And she said, you know what? I'm just kind of getting back into it. I'm going to walk with you. And we started chatting and where do you live? And we found out we were next door neighbors. We share a common wall at our condo complex and we parked side by side and we never knew it. And now we've become fast friends and run together. Sometimes she just runs faster and then runs back to catch up with me and then runs forward again. And nice. so we've done lots of races and she has been a huge inspiration to me. And then uh, is that Patty or Michelle? Michelle. Michelle. Okay. Michelle. She, she's. Uh, actually has run marathons before and has just been a wealth of information and a lot of support for me. And how did you meet uh, Patty? I originally met Patty, I think, through her husband, who was a physician, and my husband had seen him when he had some health issues. Oh, okay. And now I don't, I, I see her at Costco a lot. She comes in and we just started chatting more and more. And then I introduced her to Michelle and they hit it off, which I figured they would. And now the three of us are... Uh, friends and we run together and hang out and well Michelle's awesome and uh, Patty is uh, heads up Ainsley's Angels and we're gonna have her on in the near future for an interview about Ainsley's Angels and which I think is really phenomenal and it's a national thing but it's big here big here on Maui I'd never heard of it before so uh, this is all new to me she's got an incredible heart um, and what she does is to be commended absolutely um, so you um, got into running, you mm -hmm. came to our Wednesday night group, mm -hmm. you started um, uh, meeting some people, feeling pretty welcome. And when did you decide to do your first race? I was talked into it by the Wednesday night group. And, and I don't even get to run with them very often because I don't usually have Wednesdays off. Um, and, and I said, oh, I could never do that. I still have to walk. There's no way I can do a race. And 5K, three miles, are you kidding? And I was talked into it by my friend Patty, who then ended up having to go to the mainland for a funeral. So I went to this race, knew not one soul, 
didn't have a clue what I was doing and had a ball. Was that the Nahola Wahine? It was, yeah. yes, in May, uh, last yeah, May. Yeah, the all, all uh, ladies uh, yeah. run. And I remember I was third place in my age group, which isn't saying much because it was 49 minutes for three miles. <laughs> um, and when I walked up to get the award for third place, I, I kind of whispered to you, who I didn't really know very well, I said, this is my first race. And you actually announced it. And this is Linda's first race. <laughs> Little did I know where it would lead. Well, you know, that was that was May. And, uh, you know, 49 minutes for a, a 5K. Uh, let me tell you, the, 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 the charm of running and the charm of being involved in running is folks like yourself that have gone out there and just did it doesn't matter what time you do it in. You're out there, you're having a nice time, you're getting some good physical activity, and you're getting involved with something that you've never been involved with before. How'd you feel when you crossed the finish line? I felt fabulous, except there's this one woman who was older than me, and she was kind of race walking, and I could not catch her. And she she beat me, and she was in an older age group, and so I was a little embarrassed about that, but I, I've learned since that it really doesn't matter what your time is. And, and I am not even embarrassed now to tell people what my times are. They don't care. It's, it's not about the times. It's really it's about, about finishing when you want to quit and just you're racing against yourself. You're, really, you're just trying to better yourself and maybe improve on your times and not get hurt. And the key is not to get hurt too, but you know, what, what's, what's remarkable. And I learned this a long time ago when I was doing marathons, I would finish a marathon and I either be really ecstatic or I'd be really bummed because I used to run with a lot of people in Denver, Virginia, before I moved to Denver. And some of them, you know, we were kind of competitive with each other. We always, you know, mm -hmm. when we did our long runs and, did the marathons, we were always saying, well, what time did you do that in? What'd you do that in? And you started to feel a little bit, you know, well, not as fast as you did, but what, when you finish a marathon and no matter what time you did it in, you're right. Nobody cares. All the marathons that I've done, um, I could probably tell you about what time I did it in, but nobody cares. Nobody does care. It, it doesn't matter unless you are truly going to become a professional runner, but it doesn't matter for those of us that just want to get out there and do it. Exactly. So after that race, where did you go from there? Cause you signed up for another one. <laughs> I did. I kind of caught the bug and I've always been competitive. Um, and I think that just comes from growing up with the horses and doing horse shows and then having my own business and training riders and it's interesting, I was, I've always been harder on myself than I was on my students. And it's always important just to, to do your best. And when you're teaching young riders, it's more important that you teach them to be good citizens and to just do the best they can. And of course, they're competing with their horses. So it's not quite the same as just running. But um, I'm harder on myself. And my friends keep telling me, you need to be fine with what you're doing. There's no pressure, but I find that I'm hard on myself and I maybe push myself and maybe I need to not do that. So anyway, I, I love racing. Um, and it's kind of funny because it isn't really racing. 
because I started out doing intervals, um, just uh, jogging, running slow, slow running, and then walking. Right. Um, and it wasn't until this last race I did a couple of weeks ago that I actually did a 10K and didn't walk. And I didn't feel the need to walk. It was the best feeling to be able to just do the whole thing. And I had a blast doing it. Right. What was your second race? I don't remember. Was it a five or a 10K? Probably a five. I didn't, I didn't do my first 10K I think until I did the Maui Marathon okay. in October. That was my first right. 10K that actually was a race. Okay. Well, in between that, you bought a watch. I did. <laughs> I bought a used Garmin from you and I didn't have a clue, but I knew that I needed some help and I knew that it would help me with my intervals and you set it up for me. And um, that was another step toward on this journey that I'm on and... I bought two honest to goodness running shoes, pairs of running shoes. Um, and now I need to replace them because I've got too many miles on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that happens. <laughs> it's exciting. They, they do wear out. <laughs> they do. And I've lost 40 pounds. Yes. And that was never a goal. I never started out to lose weight. I started out just to be more active, get out of the house and feel better. I would get out of bed in the morning and I was so stiff. I, I literally could barely move. Mm -hmm. um, so the weight certainly has helped losing the weight and it just, it just came off. And I started making better eating choices, just not even intentionally. It just kind of came to me that when I was, when I, when I started to feel better, I just wanted to make better choices. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't still eat Ben and Jerry's because yeah. I do. Well, you have to. You're from Vermont. <laughs> yeah. That's where they're from. Absolutely. Waterbury. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, backing up to the uh, the health benefits, that was going to be a question that I was going to have for you. But um, so you've lost 40 pounds. 40 pounds. And do you attribute all that to running? And in, in, in addition to I do. eating habits. I do. I do. Um, and I didn't think that I was running long enough or hard enough to do that, but it, the weight just came off, mm -hmm. which was pretty nice. It does. Your metabolism starts increasing and you burn more fat and, you know, you're not as hungry because you're out there and you're pounding away at the pavement right. and you're out outdoors. You're starting to see the results and that compounds uh, on each on it. Yeah, it feeds on itself. Yeah. And so you start, start to lose the weight. I've seen a, a lot of folks that are runners that weren't runners that came into running that have lost weight. My brother example, he's the one that got me into running years and years ago. Um, he was, uh, 235 pounds, smoked cigarettes, drank a lot of beer, ate a lot of meat and potatoes. Cause I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. And so up in that area is a meat right. and potato. I understand that totally. He went to the gym and, um, just joined because the doctor said, if you don't do something, you're going to die young. So he did. He tried some weights, didn't really care for it, but they had this underground at the YMCA oval track in the dungeon, the basement. He started running, started meeting people. Weight started coming off and coming off and coming off. And he got down to probably around 145. Wow. Ripped. 
I mean, you know, wow. he, he had, you could actually see the definition. Um, you know, he loved running in the summer. He hated winter. He lives in Charleston, South Carolina now. But I saw that transformation in him and I felt, man, that's probably something I need to look at. And I don't think if it wasn't for him, I may have never got into running. But similar to what you've mm-hmm. experienced, that's what happens when you run. It's, it's wonderful. I, I really like it. Um, it gets a little hot here in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to get out of bed earlier. And that's probably one of the hardest things is to get out of bed in the morning at six or five o'clock in the morning. And then once I'm up, I'm fine. And I'm so happy that I did it. Well, you know, it's so peaceful at that time of the morning. You don't have all the people out yet. Right. It's wonderful. And Especially near the ocean. We're so blessed to live on Maui. Yeah. And to be able to run and see and hear the ocean and just the, the birds. And it's, it's wonderful. It is. I do my runs early in the morning before it gets light out. Um, and, uh, I usually go to South Key Road to Wailea and -hmm. it's just so peaceful. I just love it. I am too afraid to run in the dark. I Mm -hmm. haven't gotten brave enough yet. So I've been looking actually to order some lights, yeah, flashing lights or something, but I just don't feel safe. It's, uh, you you do need to wear lights. And for anybody that's out there, if you're running in the dark, please use a headlamp um, or flashing lights, especially mm-hmm. we need to out here because this is a tourist area and a lot of people don't pay attention to runners. Um, let's go back to, to your weight loss. When you started losing all that weight, did you feel more energetic? I did. And interestingly, someone just yesterday was commenting on the weight loss and wanted to know how I had so much energy. And I never thought I had energy, but like we said before, it feeds on itself. And the more you do, the better you feel, the more energy you have. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love going out now and running. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I still walk sometimes and I, I sometimes probably ought to push myself more, um, I just love it. And I just want to be careful that I don't get injured because I can't imagine not being able to run now. I know. There's some friends of mine that are injured right now and it's very hard. I went through a period like that. It's not, it's not fun, especially when, you know, you're in love with running. I, I just, I want to continue this and I still have so much to learn and I'm interested in, in hiring a coach and coming from being a coach, I understand how important it is to have a a plan. Mm -hmm. And especially if I'm going to continue doing races and doing longer races, it's important to have a schedule and, know that it's not just running one pace all the time. I know that it's important to, to do specific training, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know what that training is. (laughs) Well, you're, you're in in your infancy embryo stage of running. I mean, you started, um, last year. At 60. And unfortunately I'm not in the embryo stage of my life. So (laughs) I I have to take that into account that I'm starting as a senior citizen. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. When you get done with your runs, just think of all the people that are just sitting on the couch. Or still in bed. Or still in bed <laughs> or don't do any physical yes, activity I whatsoever. Feel so much better. I, I never thought that it would lead to this. This is an entirely new experience for me. So um, you've done 
two 5Ks? No, I've done more like 10. 10 5Ks. I've done so many races, I literally can't remember them no all. No kidding. And I've done two Xterra 5Ks. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you did the Xterra. I did. And my friends suggested that I not do the first one because I really was still pretty novice. And, oh, I'm stubborn. I'm an old Vermonter and... I'm stubborn. So I did it anyway. Nice. And it just took my time. And I had no idea what to expect because there's no one running with me. Right. My friends didn't run it with me. Um, I just took my time and uh, wore capris instead of shorts just to make sure that I, if I fell, I didn't get too injured or scraped up. Um, and I had a blast. Did you stay vertical the whole time? I, no. The first race I didn't. Oh my gosh. There was a creek or a, a riverbed we had to cross. And I fell both times in the riverbed, um, both times crossing it. And the second time I couldn't get up and there was no one there to help me. And I was stuck on these rocks. And Ooh. I rem- it, it was funny, but not funny because I wasn't hurt, but I just couldn't get up. Um, so it's funny. I'd forgotten about that. And the second time I wiped out, but I just slipped. It was slippery and it was no big deal. And I just jumped up and and kept going. And you were wearing your capris. Not the second time. Oh. Second time I had moved on to compression shorts. Okay. <laughs> Did you have war wounds when you no, fell? No, oh, I, I don't think so. And I've only fallen once since I started running. Oh my God. I tripped. I was with a girlfriend running with Michelle and we were running along the road and um, a dog came r- running out of a house and I was just startled. And I bumped into Michelle and tripped and fell and got all banged up, bleeding. But at least I had nice war wounds to show for it. Perfect. I mean, that's it doesn't count. It doesn't count if it doesn't bleed or if you don't turn black and blue. That's right. Well, you know, thinking the exterior is that's a that can be a tough race. And especially if it rains over in uh, Kapalua, you know, you got a lot of mud and all that. So, um so you didn't do it there. You did it when on a regular run, but we all have tripped. Believe me. Yeah, it was embarrassing because it, I just tripped on my own feet because the dog startled me. So, Well, be, be glad that you're not in Vermont because black ice is not your friend. <laughs> I wouldn't be running outside if I was in Vermont. Oh, I, I probably wouldn't be running at all. The winter. It's unbearable. With snow. <laughs> well, Vermont, yeah. Denver is a lot easier to run in the snow. But some of my favorite runs were in the snow, Christmas, not Christmas, but crispness of of a fresh snowfall and running through that and seeing your breath and right. the quietness. I and mean, if it's 30 degrees, that's doable, but 30 below, not so No, much. you don't want to be out there at 30 <laughs> below. You don't want to be out there. So um, you just recently did the Oceanfront 10K. I did. I did. It was my first race that mm-hmm. I was able to not do intervals. I ran the whole thing. And that for me was amazing. Yeah, that, that was, was a big step for me. That's a good, good course. And congratulations Thank on that. You. I had a great time. See how you're progressing. You're looking and, and I know, and as I'm going races, right. As I'm going along, I don't feel that I'm really progressing. And it's not until I look back right, and look at my times or look at how much I had to walk on that first um, Wahine race. Yeah. And when I do it this year, I probably won't walk at all. You won't need to walk and, at all. Um, I'm looking forward to lots of races this year. All right. So that gets us to 
um, our last uh, part of this interview, um, which you just told me as you were coming in today, you uh, did something uh, with your friend, Michelle. I did. Why don't you tell me about that? <laughs> well, we've been kicking around the idea of doing the Honolulu Marathon for a few months. And I watched part of it on TV. They, they broadcast it locally and I just loved it. And I decided I could do it. There was a newspaper article about the person who, a person who came in after eight hours and she was older than me. And I figured if she can do it, I can do it. So today I actually signed up. Michelle and I both signed up for it. Um, they have a special going on for Hawaii residents right now that ends the end of the week. So I said, let's just go for it. So I did. And now you're signed up for a full marathon. I am 26 miles. That'll be fun. It's going to be awesome. I'm really, really excited. Um, I know that I won't run the whole thing and I know I'm going to be really sore after and that's okay. I want to be part of that whole experience of 30,000 runners and yes. fireworks and taiko drummers and yep. the whole, it's the whole experience that I'm looking forward to. I've uh, done that race three times, I think three times. And, uh, it's been phenomenal. Your comment about the fireworks telling you at the beginning there, it's not just little fireworks. This is a full fireworks display. I think Maui Marathon should think about that in October. We don't have the budget <laughs> that the Honolulu Marathon they has. They didn't even have a horn this year. They didn't have any drummers. It was just this quiet little start. Was it the, which one, the Oceanfront or the Maui oh, no, Marathon? The Maui, Mar okay. the Maui Marathon right. in October. We will. Oh, but I didn't do the full marathon, so I don't know what it was at the start. I they did have some drummers out there, but okay. a lot of changes in the marathon this year. So we'll, we'll be yeah. having a few yeah, more things I misspoke. I don't know what happened at the beginning of the marathon because it started uh, a long ways away. It started, and I started at the, the end of the marathon and did my 10K. Yeah, yeah. That's fine though. I mean, you know, it's a... Uh, the Honolulu Marathon is is a big event. They get to shut down all of Honolulu, Waikiki, that whole area. And, uh, you know, it, it starts at five o'clock. And since it's December, it's dark for quite a while until you get by Diamond Head, start climbing up Diamond Head. And then uh, then it starts to get a little bit lighter. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a headlamp. Maybe. No, I don't think so. Not for that race. No, be no there's enough. enough you're, light? You're, you're running around in the city, so you'll you'll be fine. I've heard it's it's beautiful because it's Christmas and yes. they have all the lights and all the Christmas yep. decorations. Yep. So I've heard it's it's pretty special. It is very special. So um, I'm going to follow your progress throughout this year on that. I know you've got races that you're going to be doing, building yourself Almost up to it. Almost every month there's, there's something that I want to do, either yeah. a five or a 10. And then we'll see as, as the year progresses and I hopefully we'll start meeting with a coach to kind of map out the summer um, leading up to the marathon in December. Right. So for the folks that are listening out there, what we've just been discussing, Linda started running in 2017 and just went out for a walk and just started running a little bit and started catching the bug, came to a Wednesday night run, met some really cool people that welcomed her with open arms and never did a race before. And she did her first 5k 
And now she just told us that she signed up for the Honolulu Marathon. Linda's 60 years old. 61 years old. I was 60 when I started and I turned 61 New Year's Eve. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) but that's phenomenal. And let's go back to when I first started our interview and said that you're an inspiration. What you're, what, what I'm going to say now is true. When you met these folks at the Wednesday night run, that was your catalyst of people that were kind of keeping an eye on you because they welcomed you with open (laughs) arms. It's kind of like family. It is. I, I was surprised. And then you did some races and you've accomplished that. People have seen that people have seen your health results by losing weight and being more energetic. Your personality is phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you, you really, you really got a wonderful personality. And now you're just wanting to do more and more um, to, for yourself. It's not for anybody else. It's no, for yourself. Just myself. But, you know, it's key. That's what running's all about. And that's what feel good running's all about. You know, we all want to feel good when we run. We may not feel it while we're running. While we're we, running, right. But we want right. to feel good. And we know, we know that we're going to be so happy that we finished our workout or finished that race. And I haven't had one regret since I started. See, it's amazing. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being on Feel Good Running. I'm so glad you came in oh, and did this. Thanks for having me. I know you were saying you were a little nervous beforehand, but you know what? You did great. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Be watching for you. Honolulu Thanks. Marathon. Here, here you come. Here I come. Bring it on. Bring it on. So how about Linda? Isn't she just so awesome? Just a pleasure. And I was honored to interview her. Now, since this interview was done quite a while ago, I have some update. Shortly after the interview, Linda's knee gave out. She, of course, was absolutely devastated, but she was not deterred. And she had it checked out, and the news was really not that good. This was something that, unfortunately, would never really heal fully. But the good news was it wasn't going to get much worse. And Linda said, you know, I found something that I just absolutely loved after all these years and I got all these running friends and now she had no idea how long and if she could even continue. But in true Linda spirit and with grit and determination, she kept moving forward. Some days were good and other days were not so good, but Linda was bound and determined and she wasn't going to give up. So during the following six months, she completed four 5K races and last October she proved to herself that nothing, nothing was going to keep her down and she finished her first half marathon at the Maui Marathon. I personally had the pleasure as she was coming across the finish line to give her her finishing medal and it was oh, heartwarming to be able to put that around her neck. And you can see pictures of that in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. Now, after that, she went on to complete three more 5Ks. And though she was not able to just yet run a full marathon, she did go to Honolulu and ran a 10K, got to experience the fireworks and the crowds and really said it was a fabulous time. 
So her goal for 2019 is to continue on a similar schedule as last year, 2018, but with better times. And she signed up for this year's Honolulu Marathon. And what she told me is that she has the 26.2 sticker from Honolulu on her bedroom mirror and it looms large every single day. So I have no doubt in my mind that Linda is going to reach her goal. Now in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com, there is a link to Linda's Facebook page. And it would be so awesome if everybody listening would just take a, a minute or two and go onto her Facebook page and post a note of encouragement. That may give her just enough drive and inspiration to get her across that marathon finish line this year. And thank you, Linda, for inspiring us all. You most definitely rock, baby. Here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good. Well, runners, it's time for this episode's motivational running quote. And you know I like running quotes. And this one is especially going out to our wonderful guest, Linda Jerome, as she continues moving forward in her running journey. This quote is from Kim Coart, runner and journalist. And it goes like this. Nothing, not even pain, lasts forever. If I can just keep putting one foot in front of the other... I will eventually get to the end. Now, I got to repeat that because it's so good. Nothing, not even pain, lasts forever. If I can just keep putting one foot in front of the other, I will eventually get to the end. On those days, you may be struggling a little bit with your run or maybe even during a race. Remember this quote. It'll help you out. Well, runners, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please go to feelgoodrunning.com and sign up for our periodic newsletter. And of course, course a nice review on apple Podcasts will really help the show grow and please share this podcast on social media and with all your running friends and for that matter your non-running friends and i just gotta say i really love doing these podcasts for you thank you so much for listening and have a great day and remember to always always feel good about your running That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel-good running vibe around you. Head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.